Welcome to Queer Talk. Today we're speaking to Ayanda Ninomaposa, a transsexual man from Johannesburg, about his journey to how he came to identify himself as transsexual. Ayanda, welcome to Queer Talk and thank you for making time to have this conversation with me today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Ayanda, talk to me about your childhood. What kind of child would you say you were? Uh, my childhood was, was kind of hectic. Um, I grew up with uh, both parents and uh, I had to go. My parents separated and I had to go to Zimbabwe because my mom is from Zimbabwe. And so I had to grow up in Zimbabwe and basically I could say I had a, an okay childhood for myself, yes. And what's the earliest memory that you have of the time that it first dawned on you that you were different? My first memory that it dawned for me that I was a trans man was, it was when I was four years old. Um, I was in preschool and it was the end of the year. Um, what do you call this? The end of the year Christmas parties. And, and I remember my mom put me in a swimming costume, you know, those girls swimming costume. And I wanted to have a shirt and, and be shirtless. And I remember my mom putting putting me in that pink costume, and then putting an eyeliner on 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 my face. And I was like, "No, mom, I don't want this." And my mom was like, "You're a girl, so girls need to put makeup." And it dawned to me that oh, so there's two genders. I thought I was a boy. I thought you know, I thought this was gonna go. So for me, that way it dawned that there's two genders in this world, and I'm not a boy. <laughs> And when did you, when did the realization that you are not the girl that you were born as come to you? Was it at four or was it later on in life? It it came when I was four, but I feel like throughout me growing up, I thought I was a boy. I felt um, like a boy. Uh, my parents used to dress me like a boy. Uh, I didn't play with uh, didn't play with balls. I had bicycles. I had football. I had different kinds of balls. I had uh, the latest car toys. I was the only child with the latest car toys. I was always with my dad, always, you know. And mm. for me, I was like, yeah, I'm a man, you know. I'm chilling with my dad, Gumfana and stuff like that. So me I always define this that I'm a man who was assigned a female at birth because I never in my life felt like I was a woman I've always felt like a man so yeah did you at the time were you ever confused about the sex I mean having female genitalia and feeling like a boy were, were those feelings ever confusing to you at all very confusing because I'm just like I'm feeling this way inside and the society is seeing these things outside I, 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 I call I call the breast my main boobs <laughs> so I'm just like the society see my main boobs and just say oh this one is a woman but I'm just like I'm not a woman I'm a man so it was confusing for me that I, I have a vagina I have the breast but inside I'm I'm, I'm this man, you know, and 
I didn't understand what was happening to me. And I didn't have the language back then that, that I'm feeling, you know, but I knew that I felt like a man. Did you ever speak to anyone about those feelings? I didn't speak to anyone because I didn't know the language and because of my background growing up in a religious um, uh, 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 household, you know, and being queer also is not accepted in in the SDA 70 activist area so i was scared that i'm going to get this on number 2 i didn't have the language what i was feeling and so i couldn't express it all i had to do was to pray because i thought i was sinning i thought maybe it's my thoughts that are making me feel that way yeah how did your family receive the news that you felt different or that identified yourself uh it was uh um it was a shock to them when i came out um some some were not surprised cuz they've seen me that i was different when i was going out that i didn't want to play with the girls that my walk the talk and the way i acted basically but the closest people in my life uh, I got this aunt basically I got this aunt and I was homeless for three months because I chose to be I chose to be myself so my family disowned me I lost uh, friends and yeah basically it was it was heartbreaking so yeah I got this aunt and yeah And how old were you at the time? I came out two years. I came out two years ago as a trans man. Uh, I think it was 2000, 2018, yes. 2018, September. Yes. Okay. And what pronouns do you identify with? My pronouns are him and he. Now this is going to sound like a silly question um but I'm sure most <laughs> ask themselves um which yes. bathroom do you use So um like I said I identify as an man so my the bathroom that I use it's a it's a man's bathroom so yeah that's how I feel comfortable in because I'm a man so I should have go to the female's toilet so And have you ever encountered any hardships using male bathrooms in, in public? Well, I never I never had any encounter bad encounters using the men's bathroom. I just go inside mind my business and everyone must say a business you know. <laughs> But before I had my top surgery, I was using the female's toilets and i started passing so passing me starting to go beard starting to have a, a deep voice so i was like i feel comfortable going into the female's toilet because i still have the men rooms but i didn't realize that i was passing so whenever i go to the female's toilet the, the women would chase me out saying what are you doing in the female's toilet where you should be a man because i have a beard and everything so right now it's just like i I don't care I'm here to do my business I'm just yeah. and nobody should be bothered in in bathrooms in any case never never ever been bothered what kind of um 
what kind of hardships would you say are faced by trans people in South Africa? Or what kind of hardships have you faced as a trans person? Um, the, few of the hardships that we face as trans people, uh, especially for me, is accessing my hormones, my testosterone. Um, uh, for example, we have a trans clinic, we have para where we can access testosterone or hormones for free, but they run out of those testosterone. And and then if you go privately, it's expensive. So it may cost like a 400 to 800. And for a person like me, who's a freelancer who does photography and sometimes I get geeks and sometimes I don't get geeks. Uh, for example, let's take for now, Corona. I don't, there, there's no event, so now you can't even afford your testosterone. Even if you go to battle, they're gonna tell you that they ran out of testosterone. So that those are the struggles that in this country that the government doesn't care about the trans health. So for them to run out of hormones and testosterone, those are that the needs that we need. We need testosterone. Some some trans people depend on testosterone. Hmm. For me to have this voice, for me to have my beard, for me to have my muscle to feel masculine, I need testosterone, mm. you know. Um, and the other one is changing our documents, you know. I've had trans friends who have been waiting for their IDs to change their gender marks for like five years right now. Some have been harassed at home affairs where you go and say, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a woman, and then they say, remove your clothes, let's see, you know. So... Mm. I've heard that it's changing. I haven't really went this year or last year because of those anxieties, those stories that I've heard about how homophobes people treat trans people. So those are the basically two things that, you know, we've been treated on as trans people in SA. I know you've touched on this briefly in your answer now, but do you feel that South Africa is accepting of trans people yeah i feel like we still have a long way to go uh, especially also you know the queer community that's the biggest issue also to educate people about transgender people um yeah i feel like they're not accepting because they don't know what language to use um, there's not enough information about trans people. There's not uh, enough coverage about, especially like media. Um, there's not enough trans people who are shown in the media. There's not enough information about transgender people. So, yeah, we still have a long way to get accepted by the community of Estonia, the queers. Yeah. My next question to you would have been, um, do you think there's a unified queer community in South Africa? Um, But you also say that there's been discrimination of sorts from the queer community about and for trans people. And why do you think is that? Is is it because of lack of information? Yeah, it's because of lack of information and... um, and that understanding, you know, like like I said, people don't know what transgender, what trans people are, you know, 
um, I'll make an example where gay men uh, they think they're in competition with trans women. You know, so at that time it's like those are two different things. Being a gay man, you are comfortable being a man who loves dating other men. That a, a trans woman is a woman. That's a gender, and you you being gay, it's your orientation is it's your preference. Yeah. So I feel like it's also it's a lack of information. That that's the biggest challenge: the lack of information about transgender people. Hmm. What part mm-hmm. of your identity are you most proud of? I think that's those. <laughs> I think me, me break, uh, breaking binaries. You know, mm. um, me being able to express myself because I always say I'm a pansexual man. I'm a polyamorous man. Um, I'm comfortable. Like I celebrate my body. So for me, I'll be. I'll say, yeah, being able to express myself. Finally, I can express myself. You know, being comfortable in, in my new body and everything. Yeah. Define those for answer. me. <laughs> you said you're pansexual. Define those for me. You said you were pansexual and polyamorous. Polyamorous. What are those? So, pansexual means that I date everyone. Um, I don't care whether you're a gay man, lesbian, cis man, cis woman, trans man, trans woman, non-binary. Um, yeah, basically, I did anyone that I have connection. I always say I like what I like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, polyamorous means that um, I have multiple relationships. So I could have five partners, and they all know each other, basically, and they can also date me and other people. And we still communicate that. Oh, okay. I'm dating Sia. I'm dating Nino also. And being in a polyamorous relationship doesn't mean that I'm having sex with all those five people. It's everyone has a unique connection. Um, everyone brings something to the table into my life. Um, so yeah, that's polyamorous. Having multiple relationships. What do you think uh, most people don't understand about transsexuality? Wow, I think everything. I think people don't understand everything. <laughs> um, for example, let's say you're you're the best of uh, both worlds, and I'm just like, wow, okay. How um, can you be best I'm of both when you identify you, one? Thank you. You see, so it's like. Um, it's like we 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 aliens. I always say we aliens because there's this <laughs> other game that I once received. basically. It's like we not human beings. Uh, I'll get people coming to me saying, "What what is your sex like? What is your communication like? What do you eat? Um, uh, I guess you're a player because you're both of two worlds. Basically, it's like I'm not a human being. I don't eat the normal food that people eat. You know, so they don't understand everything. Like we said in the previous uh, question, that it's a lack of uh, information. Um, yeah, people don't see us as human beings, basically. Have so you everything. found dating to be difficult, being a trans man? 
I haven't found dating difficult for me because I'm open about my journey um, out there in social media. So people that date me um, already know that I'm a trans man. Um, and also I think me being in a creative uh, industry has made me be, what's this word, out there. And yeah, so I haven't had difficulties in, in getting partners or dating and Would you ever consider having a gender affirma- affirmation surgery? So I've, I, I did my top surgery last year. And that's um, removing the, the breast, correct? Yes, removing the breast. And maybe in years to come, I'll get the bottom surgery uh, where you get your, your penis and everything. But it's not... Um, it's not a big deal for me. I don't have a dysphoria down there. I'm comfortable with what I have. Um, yeah. So it's not a priority right now. But if someone comes and says, Nino, I'll pay for your bottom surgery, I'll go for it. But it's not something that I'm, I'm going to say is a priority for me. The priority was my my chest, was me removing those my hips. That's where my dysphoria was. Okay. And what would you say to a young trans kid uh, who feels differently to the gender that they were born with? I would say you have to be patient. It's a hectic journey. It's a very hectic journey. Um, I I'll also encourage them to go to therapy, go to therapy, uh, find someone that can guide you, that, that can help you um, navigate the the spaces of talking to your parents, uh, getting uh, the care, because not every GP doctor can help you, because they don't, I feel like 80% of GP doctors don't know what transgender is, they don't know how to prescribe your testosterone, so you need to find people like me and other people that are out there in SA, trans people that can help you navigate those spaces and how to talk to your parents and how to find the best doctor to uh, transition. But all I can say is that first go to therapy because as queer kids, especially as trans people, go through a lot. So you need to deal with that trauma first and then you can get into your hormones and into your testosterone. And, but it's a journey also and be patient. With it. Where do you think education needs to start? about um, matters like transsexuality. Where do we need to, how do we need to sensitize South Africa to transsexuality? I think it needs to start from the schools, the LOs. I think uh, people like Nino can go to schools, you know, kids, teach kids, you know, and educate them. Um, the broadcast that you're doing right now, um, us doing live videos on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, because um, social media now plays a big role, you know. Um, yeah, I feel like those are the important things, going to schools, putting into LO, us going to school to talk to the kids, uh, using our social media, you know, um, even on TV, let's get like trans actors, you know, to do trans acting you know um 
let's do more shows, interviews on TV, radios, uh, newspapers, everything. Yeah. Um, and in closing, for someone who wants to follow you on social media, what are your handles? On Instagram, um, Nino, uh, full stop, Ayanda. Uh, on Facebook, um, Ayanda Nino Maposa. I don't have Twitter because Twitter is hectic. So <laughs> those <laughs> are the two platforms that I'm with. It's not, and I'm a, such a fragile guy, so please. All right. Thank you for your time. And uh, I, this chat was very interesting and informative. Um, we will Thank call you, so you again much. to talk about that pansexual relationship that pansexual you have. Pansexual polyamorous. <laughs> and polyamorous relationship because that's another story that we need to cover. Um, but yes, thank you for yes. your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.